0: Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Jesus Slava. Kristu. Tomorrow is the feast of the presentation of the Holy Theatakas in the temple. Um we we'll have liturgy in the small uh, te- temple in the side of the monastery. And the usual schedule is 7 and around 10 o'clock will be the liturgy. It says in the Gospel today that we now should make our treasure on earth, but build a treasure in heaven. Name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord. Tomorrow is the Feast of Our Lady. I want to talk about that. And we're going to talk a little bit about where she sought heaven. Because in the gospel today we're taught to seek heaven. To the fathers tell us, it's come down to us from third <coughs> century, Irenaeus of Lyon, he told us that our Listed Lady was the new Eve. But in this feast, in the hagiography that goes with this feast, we see a, a little girl, three years old, about, and being brought to the temple in Jerusalem. And and you know there were many courts in this temple. You can look that up. It was a little bit unusual that they brought her there, but she was to be raised in the temple because she was to become a temple herself. So they presented her in the temple, and it says in the hagiography that uh, she was brought, she was fed from food from heaven, some kind of manna. So no doubt she had special food in the temple. Sometimes I like that scene the fathers talk about of uh betrothal of Our Lady. Joachim and, and would not live, but the extended family would take care of her. So, I think I've told you this story before. And she became, uh, um, of her, came into her womanly way. She could not stay in the temple. So, in the icon, they have her standing behind the altar in the temple. And the high priest is there. And men who were from the her own tribe were there because st joseph was there and uh, they each brought with them a rod staff and they laid it on the temple altar and It was blessed by the high priest Then each of the men picked up their staff, and of course Saint Joseph's staff bloomed. So, and so they knew. And you see, in Joseph's icon, you know, always has usually a flower or something uh, to indicate that. That's what the indicate the flower indicates. And uh, so above his. Uh, doubts, he took her to take care of her. So anyway, we'll go on with that in another time. But the point was this. The temple that was to be the temple to give us the divine child was sanctified by being raised in the temple and by a long very, very long ancestry of very just people. Sometimes we think about the saints of the Old Testament and uh, did they have sanctifying grace. As is displayed understood about, about that, Uh, The Catholic Church just doesn't like to admit that. But we can say this much. They were were blessed by God by special charism in preparation for the birth of the Savior. Therefore, they had to have a fitting temple for him to be conceived in. And it would be the Holy Theotokos. And she would be the bride of God. And everything, Jesus' eyes, his hair, everything he had genetically came from her. Because he had no natural father. This has always been, was a hard time for Joseph to accept. But Gabriel came and said to him, be not afraid, take Mary as your mother, as, as your wife. For what is in her is of God. So in complete faith, he took care of her. Joseph, in the last, last icon, over here on the, our, in our temple, on this side, has a very holy death. And when I had the icon paint, I put Joseph being assumed into heaven. It's just a theological opinion. But he was certainly a holy man and did God's will, and he must have been extremely holy to take care of the virgin. So when Our Lady was brought to the temple, she was not the only girl to be raised in those quarters there, They had their special cases and rooms and things like that. And she would leave the temple when she was about 13 years of age. And, of course, the Holy Spirit would overshadow her. And she would conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit, the living God, Jesus Christ. And she would fit to him a human body. So she became the temple, a greater temple than anybody could ever build, built by the Father as the receptacle of His divine Son, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. All this theology, this explanation, is called Mysterion Theology. How do we encounter the mystery of Christ, his mother, and the Holy Family? We encounter it with faith, as our early fathers did, and certainly as our forebears in Eastern Europe did. They were not worried about uh, theories of research or explanations of, was it possible? Of course, it wasn't possible. But God can do anything. And remember, we did not discover God. He revealed himself to us. And this is one of his great revelations. So, during this time, we get ready to celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Savior, uh, we see this feast, but it's not in preparation for Christmas. But it's sort of not at the right time. You know, it's not nine months before uh, his birth. But liturgical time is, has to do with the cycle of Easter and all sorts of things. It's very complicated. But the mystery of the Holy Family is truly a revelation to us. And we should not greet it with doubt, but with faith, hope, and love. To procure this child, this child Jesus, and through his mother's fiat, to accept him into her womb, became the source of of our sanctification and deification. And the first deified person was Jesus Christ. But he becomes the primal sacrament of the church. And being the primal sacrament, he shares this divine life with all of us. So, in James, we're told. You'll be partakers of the divine nature. But there had to be a source. And the source was the Holy Theotokos. This little girl who came to the temple, who lived there about 10 or 12 years, and it says was spent, sent special food, no doubt. That was some kind of very holy grace from God. It made her different from all other children, different from all other people, different from all other women. But it should inspire women. Even in this doubtful age, when women are going a little bit off the off the tracks, to think about the greatest woman that ever lived, Jesus uh, uh Lord God and Savior's mother, Jesus Christ. It's a time to think about it when we're coming towards Christmas. It's a time to think about it. So what was the treasure that God built for himself? A home for his son under the heart of the mother of God. And Why did God do that, the Father? Because... He loves us. And although we sinned and we could not eat of the garden of knowledge and sanctity and eternal life in the garden, we are given another source. God the Father desires us to be with one with him in his divine life. That God the Son is what by truly God and truly man, in one person, but by divine grace, deifying graces, we can participate in that divine life. And you too can become another Christ. You too can be a holy person. You too can be a son or daughter of God. It's no small thing. Each day, As we say our prayers, we should be careful, being attentive to them. We say the uh, Hail Mary. We say the Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you, and He's still with her, and she is still the glorified Queen of Heaven. So the entrance into the temple was just a forbearing or foreknowledge, of her entrance into the heavenly kingdom. And she's beautiful there. I like to read uh, Apocalypse, and it gives a description of her, her heavenly presence. She's robed in beautiful white and gold. She has a crown on her head, she is her hands are in prayer, not like this, but by praying before the Holy Trinity. And of course, she's near her son in glory, who he is in the heavenly kingdom too. So she still prays for us still. I'm so grateful to her that she said yes to God. Sometimes we're afraid to say yes to God. Because it changes our whole life. And once you say yes to God, you have to do his will. You can't change your mind. Lots of priests have done that. Lots of religious, lots of monks. Lots of married people have done that. That they looked upon their marriage as a God-given sacrament. Sacrament and a union with the church. So, in Ephesians, we learn that marriage is a sign of God's union with his church. And, of course, that union is in that deifying grace. So, we are really already living heaven on earth by being good Catholic Christians by coming to this holy temple in prayer and love, by meditating on these great mysteries of faith and teaching them to our children. It may be even a selfish motive, because by doing this, we are working our way to the heavenly kingdom. So, in a certain way, we can say, appropriated way, the entrance of the Holy Theotokos into heaven is the beginning of our entrance, too. And don't be afraid, little flock. The devil may kill you. He's already done that. But he will not be victor. Christ will be victor. But you must live a devout life. Think about these things, pray about these things, and appropriate them to yourself. So you will be a stranger when you sleep, fall asleep in the Lord. And you won't be shocked when you go to heaven. You'll be prepared. God loves you. God is your Savior, Jesus Christ, because a little girl went to the temple and she would say to the archangel, Let it be done to me according to thy word. So your prayer today, on this eve of this faith, is you want the riches of the gospel. You want barns filled with good things. You want your soul to be beautiful. Say to God in your prayer today, let it be done to me according to your word. Name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen.